Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. He minus 37 seconds. Fight with growing e equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host for today, Ryan Treasure. And man, we have some really cool stuff to talk about. We've done a few episodes uh, specifically focused on uh, CBD, and we've done other episodes specifically focused on naturopathic medicine versus you know Western medicine and how Chinese medicine is is in, in, in comparison to Western medicine. And I think this is going to be a really cool show because I think we're going to be able to kind of bridge several of those topics with uh, you know the the standard of medicine now, what's kind of happening in that space, uh, you know Chinese medicine and natural medicine. And and how that stuff is happening. But I think one of the things that's most important as we talk about uh, our health and our nutrition in this day and age is just the highly toxic chemicals and highly toxic metals and minerals and things that are in a majority of processed foods and how that toxicity builds up in our body over time. And, you know, there's toxicity of all sorts and shapes and sizes out there in the world. And, you know, even a toxicity of CBD and natural medicine can also impact your health. So I wanted to bring on somebody who was a PhD, a doctor who specializes in biological environmental uh, chemistry, who really knows what's going on also has done some work with nanotechnology, CBD, uh, all of those different components of natural medicine and really has a broad spectrum of understanding. So I want to welcome to the show, Dr. Christopher Shade. Christopher, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here and I love just the idea of finding your frequency because uh, it's a big theme for me and for people that I try to help. And uh, I feel like I could talk about this all day. Yeah, you know, the the terminology or the word frequency sometimes has so many different, you know, meanings or brings out different feelings for every person. And it's one of the things I really enjoy about doing the show is kind of getting an understanding from each individual person, no matter which, you know, uh, which niche that they're in, whether they're a leadership expert or they're an entrepreneur or, you know, they're uh, a Dr. Shade who specializes in natural medicine and and toxicity levels. Everybody kind of has that, you know, thing that they feel is frequency. So before we find out about how you found your frequency, what is frequency to you? Yeah, that's that's really good, you know, uh, and it, it frequency is this uh, sort of this vibe that you're operating on and it can be in sync or out of sync with the world around you and with your inner purpose. So you could be carrying a frequency that you're thinking that your parents want to see you have, the society wants to see you have, and that's out of sync with your inner frequency. So just when I saw finding your frequency, I'm like, well, that's got to be finding your best inner expression where you are 
contributing to the world at your highest level and it is contributing to you and your well-being at its highest level. So uh, I feel really blessed to be able to do what I love to do and what just my mind and my body are really and my my intuition are really well tuned to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And a couple of weeks ago, I put this out on social media just kind of as a like a social test. And my question was, what is frequency? And the, the types of answers that I got back on social media, it was amazing, right? Some people said music is frequency, love is frequency, power is frequency. And it really boiled down as I was reading all the comments that I just came to the conclusion that everything is frequency. Right, right. And and they, they all are, but which frequency? And so yep. emotionally, what frequency are we in now? When we're in anger, that's a different frequency than love, than acceptance, than compassion. And as long as the aggregate of how we're shifting these frequencies is in harmony with, uh, with our best nature, then we're going to be healthy and everything's going to be good. And so I can lead you to the chemistry to help you bring you there. But if your mind's discordant, you're never, I'm never going to be able to flip all the switches in you to fix your problem until that frequency <laughs> at which your thought waves are rolling is in harmony with you. Yeah, you got to have that alignment. I mean, it's like uh, it's like trying to quick shift your six-speed Mustang and uh, catching the wrong RPM. You're not going to get to the next gear. No, no, you you can fake it all you want, and you're eventually going to hit that road. I'm I'm at fifty right now. Both my parents died last year, and I had to find, I had to fetter out all the little disharmonies in frequency that they had generated together, and that I had picked up from them, and start you know really wiping these things out. No matter how much work I thought I'd done before there's still more work to do. And so my frequency feels much more harmonious than it did even six months ago. Well, number one, I want to send my condolences to you for the loss of your parents. And number two, I want to congratulate you for you making that shift. Um, I know that losing a parent is extremely hard. Um, I lost my father uh, to cancer and I know exactly yeah. how that goes. And it's definitely a tough time, but it's one of those things where, you know, your, your parents would not want you to, uh, be, be lacking in the frequency, right? You want to, you want to have a positive right. frequency around it. And, and, and so yeah, they, they it's a power, it's a potentially yeah. very powerful time. And if you use it right, you know, they hand this bag of stuff to you that they didn't figure out and you're either <laughs> going to hand it to your kids, you're going to figure it out. And, uh, and, and if you do that, you honor them and you bring them up to a higher level and you're helping them transition and you're helping you transition to the next level. And so even though, you know, it's, it's, it's painful, uh, it's also very beautiful. Yeah. Well said, well said. So Dr. Shade, let's, let's kind of go backwards and, and, and start kind of at the beginning when, when we talk about finding your frequency, um, our promo says, you know, finding your frequency, the moment where you summoned the intestinal fortitude, right? To take that step to go out and do something, to go be who you are. So let's kind yeah. of start at the beginning. When, when was that aha moment where you're like, bam, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. Tell us about yeah, that. And, and, and I think, you know, we'll, we'll go back to where I started my company and jumped off as an entrepreneur where I'm not working underneath somebody anymore. I'm not part of a big group. That was the jumping off point at which you have to have the maracas to go forward and have that faith in yourself. You know, what all led all to all that the, the, is the plank, the plank of faith. 
the blank effect, you know, and that's a big one. But, you know, there's other things that lead up to that. And, uh, you know, there was an essential shift in uh, as I was in my teens. I didn't I wasn't really aligned with anything. And uh, and then I went to college and about the only thing I could get aligned with in the beginning was drinking a lot of beer and and chasing <laughs> women uh, because they still wasn't aligned with stuff. And I was going to do this environmental science. And I thought I was going to like go clean up toxic messes, and and I saw they were just really part of the problem because they were they were sort of working for the polluters, and then you had the regulators in the middle that worked for both sides, and they were just trying to contain the mess and make it look like they were doing something. Sounds like and, the government. Yeah, yeah, you know, and <laughs> it, it just wasn't going anywhere. And uh, frankly, then uh, I t- I went on a couple of uh, hallucinogen trips, uh, LSD and mushrooms, and. I went from being a non-believer, like a very reductionist son of a professor, doesn't believe in anything, to seeing the, the, the interconnectedness of everything, very palpably feeling that, and it shifted. I had very profound experiences that were sort of classical religious experiences, and it shifted my whole thinking. So right there, mid-college shifts me completely. And then what am I going to do with that? And the first uh, idea was to totally move away from how they did everything. And I wanted to go into organic farming. And, and I got all into this uh, holistic, instead of holistic medicine, it was like holistic earth medicine. It was holistic farming. And I joked that I went out of business doing that the year that Whole Foods came into business. But it gave me this feeling of, of understanding systems biology and integrated ways that all this stuff participates together into a healthy soil system and uh, went from there and then went back to grad school, started studying toxins in the environment, uh, first from agriculture and then industrial toxins and went through and finished up my PhD and then developed and patented some technology for testing specific forms of mercury in people as toxins. And that was where that jumping off point then became. So I had been developing Developing, I you know I had these experiences with hallucinogens and then stopped taking them and went into Eastern paths of Taoism uh, and Tai Chi and Buddhism and uh, some Northern Indian Hinduism and started fleshing out trying to develop in my mind like I felt that perfect unified frequency how do I get back there and you start taking away all the things that are blocking you from that and there's this constant movement of taking away the things that are separating you from your inherent path so it's like Uh, you're like you're like shedding off those layers that stand in between your ability so the for an example would be like the rubber that goes around the wires is stopping the wires from coming into contact with the frequency yeah and you're you have all these contractions and all these beliefs and all these hopes and fears. That's how they talk about it in in these forms of Buddhism. You hope things are going to go this way. You fear they don't. And you don't have the belief and the faith in the unfolding of the process. And so you strip away these contractions that are holding you out from that pure frequency in you, which is your best form. Because that frequency attracts to you the right path and when you're faking it you're not attracting the right path you're attracting the wrong which eventually has to break or you have to break yeah and and it's definitely something that you're kind of 
I don't know, kind of looking for that almost uh, as as a as a mission for life. You know, you I don't think any one person is is, is comes into the world and you know they say ah I found my frequency I'm never going you know I'm 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 done searching right I think that you 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 grab a portion of your frequency and you know where you're going but. You're always trying to, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, you're, you're chasing perfection, even though I know that's not possible. But in, in that chase or pursuit for perfection, you're constantly building that frequency. So what started out as a narrow singular frequency becomes such of a, a much more broad spectrum and becomes stronger. Yeah, and, and the, the term deepening the relationship, you're deepening your relationship with your core frequency and with the best version of you. And yeah. as you go, you get deeper into that. And so I jumped off, I started this company around testing toxins, and then I realized I had to solve the problem of the toxins. So I had to develop systems for getting the toxins out of the body. And I first started using what was there already, but it was just making things work. And so I really researched how does your body process all this stuff, and uh, and I started developing these systems and taking these toxins out of me. And I found that as I released them, I was able to open up, a, a, you know, away from those contractions more and more. And one of the central contractions is one that happens from the toxins around your abdomen, and and keeps you from opening up into the world around you. And it makes you have a hostile relationship to the world. And this is what we call a toxic response. And again, that toxic response is based on you feeling the toxins and thinking maybe something in the exterior around you is causing these problems in you. And so you start blaming it. And when you detoxify and you get rid of the toxins, that opens up the space. You'll first unwind and it opens up the space for you to reset your relationship to your outer world. But then it's up to you to reset your mental structuring around there. But that, that's what a detoxification should be it should be physical and emotional wow that's amazing you know when you talk about the detoxification and you know there's the like mental detoxification where you're excuse me mental detoxification where you know you're 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 dealing with uh, relationships and those types of things and that toxicity when you talk about physical toxicity and you know the the quality of food that we eat um, the quality of soil that our food is grown in and then you know earlier you had said you had to solve that at some point you had to get to solving the actual problem which is you know excommunicating the toxins from the body right uh right but but really you know how do we start at the source and not even allow the toxins to even get there in the first place because it's great that we can come up with you know natural medicines and different things that can help us to extract the toxins from our bodies but where have we gone wrong in a culture and our society that we've you know lost our way with even natural foods and organic foods and gotten to the space where we have to deal with this physical toxicity so much. I mean, and I can't help but think of like Flint, Michigan and their water situation and all right. those types of things. And, you know, I feel like it's a fundamental basic human right for people to have like clean drinking water. And so again, back to the same question is where did we go awry as, as, as a people, as humanity and, and, and just accepting crap for food. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, we very clearly got away from what nurturing from the earth was to us and how, you know, how we built our health back in the day. And there was this evolution into the sort of age of better living through chemistry where we started using things like DDT for uh, dealing with mosquitoes with these unintended consequences. And so we got very deep into a very chemical-rich industry and a chemical-rich way of life that had a lot of consequences to it. And we uh, ignored those consequences unless it was very acute. And then we didn't talk about the chronic stuff. We were putting mercury, things that were 50% mercury into our mouth to deal with dentistry. That was a technique that was discovered in 1870 and was easier than putting gold foil into your teeth. And it's like, you haven't come up with anything better since then? And they did, but they just, they wouldn't act on it. They were afraid to shift the boat too quick and go to these new filling well, materials. And let's and talk about mer- let's talk about mercury for just a second. And I don't mean to cut you off. I know you're in mid in mid stride here, but I think when you when you even say the word mercury, right? For me as a parent, the first thing that comes to mind are vaccines and yeah. all of the different stuff that you hear about. Oh, vaccines contain mercury, and mercury does this, and then makes your kids autistic or uh, makes them sick or whatever. What what it what is the you know, it's it's so convoluted for me, right? I'm a parent. All I care about is the health of my child, but I don't believe 90% of what I hear because I don't see the backup, the proof. The I just see a lot of lip service that's happening around it and not a lot of data. Um, I feel like you have a good understanding of this particular scenario and situation. Like, what, what is this? Are we scared? Should we be scared? Because I know, I know that right now in 2019, uh, we are much more healthy as human beings than we were in 1819, right? And so when you think about that, I'm never going to say, hey, I'm not going to give my child a measles vaccine or I'm not going to give them a vaccine just because the vaccine may be dangerous. For me, I feel like the implications of getting the bubonic plague or whatever that case may be is probably far superior than some issue with uh, the vaccine itself or with mercury. So expand on that for me a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> expand on all that uh well first the vaccine debate is, is i have a the, big basket the, i'm sorry is the the worst debate that ever has gone on because it's vaccines caused all this stuff and versus vaccines didn't cause anything and they're both really stupid uh <laughs> because when you understand what vaccination is it brings with it a certain uh, a, a certain uh, percentage of having side effects related to overwinding your immune system and side effects from that. And some of them can be very dangerous. And, and they're mostly from taking too many vaccines at a time where immune systems in danger. But the pro-vaxxers act like there's nothing that's ever gone wrong ever with these ever. And the anti-vaxxers are like, everything goes wrong every time you have them, every time. And there's this like insane like the worst aspect of yeah the and, human then, and then there's standard parent right life. stuck in the middle so like myself throw all that shit out there <laughs> yeah i mean vaccines have done a lot of good for us and they have side effects done mercury is all out of those but mercury probably made those side effects worse all right we're done with that 
what are our real exposures to mercury now uh it's uh dental amalgams and fish and there's a wide ver mercury is just there's no doubt about it being a really strong toxin now we have a wide variety of ability to deal with that toxin and we have a wide variety of exposures and there's a wide variety of things secondary problems that come in that diminish our our body's ability to deal with this toxin and get rid of it. Just look at our social toxin, alcohol. Some people can handle a lot. Some people can handle a little. Some people have a huge toxic hangover. Some people don't. So it's the same for every toxin, and mercury is one of them. Now, mercury and a number of toxins have this interaction with the body where they kind of screw up your thinking and they screw up your nervous system and again back to that ability to relate smoothly to the world around you they create more of a fight-or-flight response by stimulating what are called glutamate receptors which cause anxiety and contraction and soon you contract away from things and you start being nervous about the world around you they also at the same time diminish your energy generation at a cellular level they damage mitochondria which is your power plants in your cell at a thyroid level they diminish the ability of the thyroid to make the active thyroid hormone which turns up your metabolism and at an adrenal level they wear out your adrenals and that makes you more tired and so these contribute to us getting into this weird relationship where we're not in our right frequency and we're not relating to the world around us now can we separate ourselves from this toxins there's two things you want to separate yourself from exposure and minimize exposure at the same time you turn up your body's responses to that because you can have uh, a body that's functioning well and can deal with the toxins coming in and pushes them out at the same time they're coming in or one that just accumulates them all and freaks out about the toxins. So those are two different issues is, you know, avoidance and optimization of the chemistry. So avoidance with mercury is don't ever let them give you the the silver fillings. Always go for the white ones. And this is this is our decision. If you have them in as you're getting them removed or as they're getting replaced, make sure you always go to the white ones. and Make sure that your dentist protects you from the mercury exposure while they're drilling out your old filling. And there are very simple techniques that'll take like 95% of the exposure out. Because if you don't do those, then when they take out your silver filling, you have this massive exposure because the mercury vaporizes from the heat of the drill and you inhale it all. Uh, oh, Lord. And so that's really easy there. So when, when, did, when did they actually, when did they stop using those? Like, let's get, let's give our, our, oh, so I got a filling uh, three weeks ago. It was a, it was a white one, so I'm probably okay. Yeah, yeah, you're fine then. So about it used to be about, you know, all the fillings were were these silver fillings. Now it's about 50% of them all and it's a socioeconomic thing. And so Medicaid and and you know uh, socialized support medicine will only pay for the silver ones. They're a little bit cheaper. And you know the richer people want the white ones. Why? Cuz they're white and they're not silver and uh they look they like match teeth. your teeth. And, uh, <laughs> what's that? I said cuz they match the teeth. Because they match the teeth, right? And that's probably the only reason they'll go out of dentistry, even though there's people like me yelling up and down, like, why are you putting mercury in people's mouths? And uh, so you stay away from it in dentistry for that form. In uh, your food, 
it's in the fish, but it's not like all of them, and it's not like a mystery which ones do. The really big fish have way more mercury. So if you take a sardine versus a swordfish, you're talking about a 10,000-fold difference in mercury level. And so you stay with smaller fish, and you'll get less mercury. Stay away from swordfish, stay away from tuna, and uh, those things, or just limit how often you eat them. There's all the, like, I did the detox for Tony Robbins. You know, that was my f most famous detox case. He had the highest level I ever measured, and it was screwing him up. He was forgetting things, and he was exhausted. That's not Tony Robbins that, you know, people know in the self-help world. And it's because he went from being a vegan to being a paleo, and all he'd eat was salad and fish all day. And for some reason, he thought that getting the highest in the food chain, he just said swordfish and tuna, highest mercury levels, and that's all he ate all the time. The guy's like an animal. And he got these huge levels, and it really impacted him. It really toxic. Howard Stern, mercury toxicity from eating fish. I've had a whole bunch of CEOs that thought, you know, eating tuna steaks all the time was like the cool thing to do. They got mercury toxicity from that and it affects them in the energy and the cognition and that anxiety. See, that's why and I only, so that's why I only eat cheeseburgers. I don't have to worry about all that fish. <laughs> 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 Every food brings with you its own toxin, and so you know omnivores well, what, spread it well, around we, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you do better. I know that you know you, you talk about toxicity with um, with mercury, which is great. Um, I know that you are a toxicity expert. I want to shift gears in just a second and talk about yeah. some other toxicity. That's some stuff that people are not talking about. But but before we shift into the other por uh, other portion. What kind of supplements, vitamins, minerals, things? I mean, I know you guys make them at your company as well. Um, I'm always looking for good products that are healthy products that um, I can do a couple things. Number one, I don't like to go, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. I hate doing that because... I really like to eat. I, I don't. I don't want to be like the my dog who eats the same dog food every single day, right? I want to have some variety in my life. I want to be able to do that, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I have a sol a solution to help my body purge those toxic chemicals that may be in the too many cheeseburgers that I ate, yep. or or whatever the case may be. I'm a very big fan of ceviche. It's a, a Mexican dish yeah, that, yeah. that has shrimp in it, so I got to be careful. I can't eat too much ceviche because the shrimp has you know the metals and things. Yep. And so where do we start? What, what, where do we do to start the process of, you know, getting rid of those chemicals and what's a good uh, uh, a product to help us do that? Yeah. And, and so to do this, you need your cells to push the toxins out into the blood. And then you, you need your liver, kidney and, and GI to filter the blood and dump stuff out. Of that, the most important is the liver moving correctly and moving toxins out of it with bile. Bile is that green stuff that comes out of the liver that digests your fats. And if you don't move, the, the toxins are coming out with the bile. And so you need bile flow, and that usually involves bitter compounds. We got so used to eating everything sweet, we're afraid of everything bitter. But like bitters like you put in your cocktails, those are things that trigger your body to dump bile, and so they're good for digestion. So things uh, like dandelion root, gentian, and myrrh. Uh, we have a product called Bitters X and one called Bitters Number no. 9. Those all get that bile flow going, so you're dumping toxins out. And then having stuff in your GI when you do that to bind them all up and take them out. So generally, fiber is, is a good binder for these toxins so you don't 
dump them out of your liver and then reabsorb them. But things like charcoal are really good for binding up these toxins. We have a product called Ultra Binder that has charcoal, a form of clay, and zeolite, a special metal binder that we make, and that binds everything. So our approach, we call it push-catch liver detox, is move stuff out of the liver and then catch it in the cells. And then at a cellular, I mean, catch it in the GI tract. And so we have something called liver sauce that moves it all out, and Ultra Binder picks it all up. And then at a cellular level, you want to build up this stuff called glutathione. Glutathione is what links onto the metals, and then that it's like a chaperone for the metals, and then that glutathione metal conjugate makes its way out of the body. And you can buy a direct liposomal glutathione from us. It's this nanotech glutathione that goes right through your mouth in. Or you can help build it up uh, with the proteins you eat. Uh, Whey, whey protein is good for building that up. Uh, a supplement called N-acetylcysteine is good for building that up. And then you want certain plant-based nutrients that turn up expression of the genes around detoxification. And this would be polyphenolic antioxidants like green tea extract and pine bark extract and some of the sulfur-based nutraceuticals like lipoic acid and some of the compounds that come out of broccoli and broccoli sprouts and cabbage can i just can i just uh, eat broccoli what's that can i just eat broccoli you can or do I, or know, I have to eat, eat that much broccoli in order to get the proper... Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit of the problem. <laughs> you know, the broccoli stash is pretty big. You got to eat. But, you know, some broccoli, some cabbage. Wasabi is really good. The stuff you put on your sushi that really burns. Uh, and garlic. Those are all pretty strong sulfur compounds for turning up all this chemistry. Oh, that's great. Thanks for the, the education on that. I know a lot of people, they don't really know where to start, you know, and although I do feel like the regimen that you just kind of described is a lot of stuff to take. Is there a, yeah. you know, like, you know, let's say it was like three things you take a day or something like that, that would, would help with the toxicity levels without getting too overly complicated for your everyday guy like myself who, you know, works 12 hours a day and has children and coaches soccer and does all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, you know, there's this question here. It's like, how do you do a formal detox? And that's more aggressive. And then what do you like do just as maintenance to yeah. keep things going? You know, so for just long-term maintenance, uh, I'd make sure that you, you take vitamin C pretty regularly. Uh, these uh, N-acetylcysteine is a good addition in there. It's called NAC and uh, a bitters mixture. Okay. And those, you know, integrate it in your, if you're not drinking alcohol, you drink uh, bitters and sodas, really good. Even the Angostura bitters are good and they really help that liver flow. And I like the idea of the bitters. I like that idea of the bitters because when my wife's like, Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have another drink. And I go, but I have to have my bitters. Yeah. Dr. Shade, Dr. Shade told me that the bitters are good for my digestion. I have to have the bitters. (laughs) (laughs) So you're putting bitters in your cocktails, you're putting bitters in your soda water, you just put it in everything. <laughs> yeah. And don't be afraid of bitter greens, and that all works well. And keep at least some activated charcoal if you're not going with the high-end stuff like our Ultra Binder. And anytime you're feeling kind of heavy and gross, you know, take a bunch of charcoal capsules a few times a day for a few days, and that'll help clear you out, I'm, especially I'm, if you do it with the bitters. Yeah, I'm going to add in a kicker on that, too. Here's something that I learned a long time ago, uh, and, and I live in the desert, so another very, very important part of all of this, water. Yes. Water. 
Absolutely. Lots and lots of water. Keep peeing, and that'll help you keep cleaning. Yeah, uh, I have this this funny thought, right? And uh, so when you go to work every day and you have, you know, all these things that you need to do in a given day, but sometimes you, 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 you have to stay focused. Sometimes you have a coworker who, you know, unexpectedly comes into your office or your workspace and you're typing away and you're trying to do work and, and that and, the, and they, they, they're like, oh, and I have to turn, stop what I'm doing and, you know, talk to the person. And I decided if you just drink a whole bunch of water that you're either working or you're in the bathroom and nobody has time to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it just keep drinking the water so hey i want to shift gears just a little bit right we we in the in the beginning of the show i had mentioned a little bit about um you know the the proliferation of cbd in in our community there's a yep. lot of people i mean i think every day i'm getting a press release that comes through the wire here at voice america that has another new company who's doing something in the space um and so I think that it's all well and good. I talked to you earlier. I, I use CBD. It's been helpful for me in, in certain circumstances. It did take me a while to find a CBD product that actually worked. Um, and, I, and I learned over time that all of them are not created equally. Um, no. So there, there's a lot to do with that. And I also learned that um, uh, the CBD that's uh, pressed from hemp, um, again, we talked about toxicity, um, hemp and marijuana both, um, you know, suck up the nutrients from that soil fairly well. And if you have uh, toxic soil, it's a pretty good chance that your plant is carrying some of those toxicities in the material that's used to create some of the medical components. And so that's a always a thing to think about. And so you have that side of things with, you know, all of the, all of the CBD and, and medical cannabis products being created. You don't know exactly where all this stuff comes from. You don't know how good it is or how toxic it is or may or may not be. But then you have a whole other side of toxicity of just CBD toxicity. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to share my screen with you. I know you guys can't see this, but I have to show this uh, to Dr. Shade so he understands where I'm coming here. But, um, you know, we have uh, a lot of stuff that we, 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 we talk about and people are always like, oh, yeah, man, you know, CBD is so good and all these things are so great and medical marijuana is amazing. But I always wonder about what about toxicity of CBD or THC itself um, and, and what does that do? And so uh, what I'm showing you here is a, it's an infographic, right? A friend of mine has been uh, working on a study for a long time, right? And, you know, so the first thing it starts off is with potent THC concentrates, right? Dabbing, eating edibles, using uh, potent topicals, you know, those types of things, right? And, um, you know, what he's finding is they're suppressing certain things and you can, are, are you able to read this? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so, yep. um, you know, I know this just just now getting kind of tossed at you, but is this is this some stuff that you are also familiar with in some of the research that you've been doing along toxicity? Yeah, uh, you know, some of the stuff you have there is is how it inhibits certain enzymes that break. Stop there. Let me see what's there. Uh, yeah, right there. Uh, it inhibits certain enzymes that are responsible for detoxification, and so certain things can build up. It's also now it now is it CBD or THC? They both are a little bit different, and uh, definitely in. Uh, like dabbing, you get way too high a concentration of THC, and your your cannabinoid receptors get very resistant to it. So you have to take more and more to get the high, same high effect. But at the same time, you're chemically overloading your system, and you're starting. You have uh, you can get estrogen dominance. You can uh, block detoxification of a, a number of different compounds. You can 
create <coughs> changes in your neurotransmitter, uh, neurotransmitter balance that can lead to a kind of psychosis. And so cannabinoids are something that you shouldn't just dive into and just have more, 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 more. Uh, we have a very sophisticated delivery system for the cannabinoids so they come in strongly, do their job. You can do that with low doses and then they clear out very nicely. And, uh, and we don't recommend these massive, massive doses that some people do. And the people who really get into habitually dabbing all the time are the ones who are most at risk for these kind of problems. But for most of the, the ways that people use CBD as a medicinal uh, to calm anxiety or, or calm inflammation and the doses that they're working on, you're not going to have these really strong uh, disruptions in your chemistry. But once you start just like, you know, vaping or dabbing massive amounts, then you can really run into problems. Yeah, and I appreciate you being such a good sport about me just throwing an infographic you've never seen at you. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, it, it just, the, the, the timing was uncanny because I literally received this today. Um, oh. and, and, and then obviously, as you know, during our conversation earlier, I wasn't exactly sure which way our conversation was going to go today. And so I thought it was just extremely timely. Um, my friend lives in California too. I think maybe I need to connect the two of you guys together. I bet you guys would have sure. uh, some fantastic yeah, conversations. That, Cause that's a very well done and it's very responsible and it's, uh, educated and you know these are realities you got to know these and but you know we run into that with like old, older people who are taking CBD and they're on a lot of medications sometimes it's contraindicated uh, some of the anticoagulants they have to realize yeah. that they are going to have to test their INR which is a coagulation factor and they may have to moderate they may have to change some of their meds and sometimes you're like oh you just can't take this yeah, no, and that's exactly right. And why I wanted to bring it up in the first place, because I, 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 I see like everybody's like, oh, check this out. It's new. It's cool. It's great. It helps everybody. Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Yeah. And then there's not really any kind of education around, you know, the downside of any of this stuff, you know? Exactly. You know, so I don't, I don't want to scare anybody and be like, oh, don't do that. You're going to get toxicity. But at the same time, you know, before you go down a road, a path, you know, get educated about those items and make sure you have a really good grasp and understanding of what you're putting in your body because you have no idea. And even with THC and CBD, the way that it is, as we mentioned earlier, with the way that soil and stuff like this is there is a huge difference in the quality of something that is grown indoor in a lab where it's completely controlled versus, you know, uh, Joe Farmer in the Emerald Triangle growing stuff on a hill. Yeah, and you want to go to the companies that are medical-based companies, not the marketing companies. <laughs> They're just getting the cheapest source of CBD they can and pumping stuff out with a lot of pizzazz. So who's the company behind it? Is it like us? We're a medical company that specializes in detoxification. <laughs> we're, we're not going to give you crap. You know, We test the <laughs> hell out of everything that comes in here, and now we have relationships with organic farms that grow all of our material, and any of the companies that are medical medically based are going to have have that built in to their their filtering system you know how they choose products to use and so stick with those kind of things dr shade man thank you for being on with us today and taking time out of your day um before we wrap up the interview today a couple things number one what website uh do you suggest people go check out to find out more about your business and to keep up with what you guys have going on uh what what, what are the details on right. that Quicksilver Scientific. 
Quicksilver.com. So it's Quicksilver like the surf brand, but it has a C in there. The surf brand doesn't. So QuicksilverScientific.com. You can go on there. You can get education materials. You can sign up for our uh, for our newsletters and our webinars. We and that will have all of our our most of our supplements on there. CBD is on a separate website. This is really important and it's all because of uh, how credit cards are run and that's THRtech.com or THRtechnologies.com. Both of those websites go there for the CBD and then we have a YouTube channel, the Quicksilver Scientific YouTube channel and you'll have 30 of my hour and a half webinars on there nice. and all of my little short videos covering everything on the main white website for each product. There's a little video of me talking about the basic use of that and then of course on the YouTube much, much deeper education. So QuicksilverScientific.com, THRtech.com and Quicksilver Scientific's YouTube channel. Awesome. Dr. Shea, thank you for taking time and sharing your expertise with the audience for fighting your frequency. We really appreciate it. Always love talking to experts around these types of pro these types of uh, uh, Q&A sessions because it really gives us an opportunity to, you know, educate and inspire folks to make sure that they're uh, making the right steps when they make a decision. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Finding Your Frequency. And if you're listening on your favorite pod catcher, make sure you give us a five-star rating because that's way better than four stars. Send us an email, info at voiceamerica.com. Let us know what types of content you want to hear next right here on Finding Your Frequency, brought to you by the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.